0: Welcome to the Nehemiah Entrepreneurship Community Podcast. I'm your host, Patrice Saget, and I'm here with, like he's like a brother from another mother. <laughs> Brent Owens, the, the CEO of CFD. Brent, how are you, man? I'm doing great, Patrice. Thank you for having
1: me. Uh, it's great seeing you. We have the big balls himself in our studio. woo <laughs> Right. Last time you had me on a pod- podcast, the other big boss was my wife.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, when she's not around man, you are the boss. Oh, good, good. I'll uh, let her know sure. that. <laughs> when when she or your father's not around, you are the boss. How right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, good to have you. Uh Brent is is a is a great friend. I mean, I love this man so much. We go a long ways, but we're going to have a conversation today about how Heathrow's company is creating jobs. Uh, as you guys know, we are in the job series. Uh, he's creating jobs through uh, right there in Kokomo, Indiana. Uh he's creating jobs through, he has a network of advisors around, around the nation. Uh they're one of the largest Christian broker dealers in the country. Uh he's creating jobs through their active adverse support of an EMI project. Even when they go through a hard time, they always find a way, find nickels around to to put in the and we we'll are really appreciate it. So they've been great partner with us. They're they are they are founders with us. And um, and also what's interesting about Brent as well, he's He's also, he's he's an entrepreneur, though he runs the company. We're going to talk about that because it's kind of into the way they're structured. And then, of course, his family, they've spun out several businesses in uh, in Kokomo, Indiana. So so relax. You're going to have a great time learning about this tremendous kingdom business story of job creation in Kokomo, Indiana. Uh, but Brent, what I want to do first, I want to read your bio because it's just an interesting, you have an interesting uh, story in life. But I want to know more about Brent Owens, Uh, He has his own private uh, website at uh, www.brentowens.com. If you could put it up, please, team, uh, brentowens.com. There you can learn more about Brent, um, you know, his own practice, and though he's the big man himself. Brent, I'm a little curious if I read your bio. Do you – well, let me read your bio first. I want to get into that nuance. So uh, Brent grew up in the financial planning business, having started working while a senior in high school. After graduating from Indianapolis, uh, Indiana, sorry, Wesleyan University 92. Uh, he joined CFD companies full-time. His responsibilities included being president of operation uh, and an operations manager for two national companies, CFD Investment Inc. and Creative Financial D- Designs Incorporated. Brent has continued education by completing his requirements for the FINRA General Securities Principle as well as the Financial and Operations Principal licenses. He also received uh, his CCFC designation, which is a Certified Christian Financial Consultant through the National Association of Christian Financial Consultant has passed the first two section of the CFP uh, certification process. Uh, him and his lovely wife, Brand- Brandy, which I love so much, have been blessed with six children uh, there. Uh, and then he kind of lists all his children there. And then uh, of course, he serve, uh, he's dedicated to serving over 100 clients uh, around the nation. And he also is the CEO of one of the largest broker dealer, Christian broker dealer in the United States. Uh, Brent, welcome to our, our podcast.
1: Thank you, Patrice. I appreciate it.
0: Well, friends, as usual, feel free to comment, share, and feel free to ask questions as we have this discussion with Brent. Brent, uh, first of all, uh, you're the son of a good friend of mine, uh, the great Mick Owens and, and Kathy Owen. Um, your sisters, uh, you're the oldest boy.
1: Correct. I'm
0: mm-hmm. the only, I'm the only boy, but I'm you're the only, the oldest child. Oldest child, and what's interesting about Brent's family, just to let you know how spoiled he was, it was Brent's world for as a matter of fact, it's always Brent's world, and yeah. we are all just living in it. That that's the thing. Right. About right. So Brent, uh, first of all, let's go back a bit. Um, you know, you obviously you grew up. You're you're the son of an entrepreneur. Growing up, was this this was this what you wanted to do? Or was it something that kind of happened?
1: So growing up, interestingly, obviously, you know, I have a love for baseball. I played four years of college baseball and 14 years of semi-pro baseball. So growing up, my childhood dream was to play professional baseball. Um, But I quickly, I'd say by the age of 16, even though I was pretty decent in high school and uh, I did play four years of college baseball. In fact, my senior year at Indiana Wesleyan, I was actually MVP of the team in all conference. But uh, you could just tell. There's just a difference. Every level you go up in baseball, it, it, they just get bigger and better and stronger. Uh, you know, running a 60-yard dash. If I ran a 60-yard dash in 7.1, a pro player is running in, in 6.6 or less. If I can throw a baseball 85 to 86, a professional baseball pl- players is throwing at 90 to 91. So, just those little differences uh, made a difference. So, about the time. Uh, about 16 uh i started actually doing internships my junior and senior year for the cfd companies and then when i went off to college every time i came back in the summer uh, i worked for the cfd companies in the summer and then i did graduate from indiana westland in may of 92 and as soon as i graduated like the very next monday i had a full-time job at cfd so uh just when i think back about it This has always been my dream. Uh, I remember being in high school and actually going out on the road with my father uh, for some of his client meetings, going out on the road for my father when we were recruiting financial advisors uh, back in 1990 and 91. Um, So it's just something my bio says I've literally been around it for my entire life. And and that is so true. It's just been a part of me from the beginning. You know, many uh, children of entrepreneurs sometimes reject the family
0: business because they saw that their parents suffer, struggle so much uh, in the family business. And that causes them to say, I don't want that because I saw my parents work all the time. They've never right. But for you, it was different. What's the difference? Or, or was it really relaxing for your parents? They made it so attractive for you.
1: No, not at all. I mean, my parents worked hard when I think back to my childhood. uh, My dad was easily working 60 to 80 hours a week. And uh, my mom started in real estate when I was about 14 years old and and she worked a lot of hours a week. Um, So the one thing I really appreciate about my parents, they never gave me anything. I always had to work for something. And they really did uh, instill in me a, a very solid work ethic. So Even back in the time when I was 10, 11, 12 years old, um, things weren't given to me. I had to mow yards or uh, one of the favorite family stories is is in our backyard, my dad actually planted like eight acres of sweet corn and green beans. And I was the person that had to weed it out and I was the person that picked it. And then I was the one that sold it. Uh, And my sister Bridget helped me with that as well. And uh, so at a very young age, I was instilled with a, I think a healthy work ethic. And you know the interesting thing about a family business is is that there is a very when it transitions from the first generation to second generation uh, there's a very high probability that that transition doesn't survive a lot of family businesses in the transfer from one generation to the next they don't make it and uh, i think we had a successful transfer Uh, my father actually at the age of 74 years old uh, is still active as a financial advisor. And, uh, so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a family business, but they definitely, my parents always instilled, uh, a very, uh, good work ethic in, in me.
0: Wow. So in a sense, so because he instilled such a good work ethics in you, so you grew up, um, embracing work. You didn't kind of shy away from hard work or long hours.
1: I don't think so. Uh, in the nineties now, thankfully things have changed a little bit over the last 30 years, but in the nineties, I mean, it was not an eight to five job for me. Uh, it was definitely, there were mornings where I had to be in before eight and there were evenings when I remember, um, leaving after eight, uh, there, there were, I remember days back in the nineties where I had breakfast, lunch and dinner at my, my desk before. Um, but it was just, you know, God has blessed our our business so much. Uh, thankfully, you know, interestingly enough, technology's changed a ton. So I've been able to delegate a lot of my responsibilities to technology. We've grown our um, home office space, our team CFD. We have about 40 employees at the broker-dealer and RIA. And we've hired, hired some great things where I've been able to delegate that to people as well. So, you know, when I first started with the companies in 1992, I was one of three employees. Uh, there was Tim price and, uh, Chris Hale and myself, and that was it. And, uh, Chris Hale is, you know, Chris Hale still with, still with the company. Wow. So Brent, so for
0: those who don't know exactly what a broker dealer is, tell us
1: what is CFD, what does it do and who does it serve? So CFD investments is a registered broker dealer with FINRA. We are registered in all 50 States. And when you think about the broker-dealer versus an RIA, the easiest way to keep them separate, a broker-dealer is commission-based and an RIA is fee-based business, like financial planning fees, money management fees. But to be a broker-dealer for um, registered representatives can't just go out and sell mutual funds or variable annuities or place stock and bond trades. They have to run all that business through a registered broker dealer. And so uh, that is what we serve for over 150 advisors uh, throughout the country. Um, And then I'll go ahead and expand on that with Creative Financial Designs. Creative Financial Designs then is our other company that is a registered investment advisory firm registered with the SEC. So again, another distinguish between a broker dealer that is FINRA uh, and RIA is through SEC and uh, we are also registered in all 50 states um, with um, our RIA as well. Awesome. So uh, just to give our
0: friends in, uh, around the nation and the world a sense of size, you know, I know you guys like all good Christians, very humble, but I want to give a perspective. So you have about 150 advisors around the nation. Uh, that's the United States. Uh, you also from a, from a money under
1: management, uh, how many billions under management? So, through the RIA, we have about 1.5 billion, and through the broker dealer, we have about 2.5 billion. So, all together between the two companies, uh, we have about 4 billion of assets under management uh, through our 150 financial advisors. Wow, and
0: all that is done in the backyard of a place called Kokomo. Kokomo. <laughs> the Beach Boys wrote a song about Kokomo, but that was not us. <laughs> and that's not a beach, and that's an incredible thing. So, so, that give you this give you the sense of the size and breadth of this company. So, um, Brent, you've gone through biblical entrepreneurship. You actually sponsored it for you for your advisors. How was that experience for you, and how and how did it help you?
1: Oh, it it was definitely uh, something that was a huge benefit to me personally. And I know that we had um, at least fifty advisors that also went through it several years back. And um, it, it, it's invaluable. I mean, it it is uh, it's just a great way of showing um people how uh, to run a christian business and uh i took a lot of uh, nuggets from that and uh yeah i i really appreciated that and i loved going through it on my own and then i loved seeing you take our financial advisors through it awesome
0: again we're talking to brent uh owens he's the president of cfd investments uh a broker dealer uh, uh the leading one of the leading christian broker dealers in the nation, uh, based out of Kokomo, Indiana. Um, And we're talking about job creation through entrepreneurship, how this company began just with an idea from his father uh, and evolved into having 150 advisors around the nation. And and Brent, in terms of jobs, uh, so for your headquarters, uh, you have how many employees do you guys have?
1: So for the broker dealer and the RIA and really our accounting department, um, HR, uh, so forth, we have about 40 uh, employees um at the home office and then when you look at the network of advisors what would you say the number of jobs across the 150 advisors well uh some of our 150 advisors are in or one person shop so either a man or a woman and it's just them but uh, we have some advisors that have as many as five to eight employees for instance uh at the home office you know I, my dad is an advisor and, and he employs Uh, he employs four employees just for his practice. And uh, we have advisors all across the country that also employ several other people too. So when you think about it all in between our home office employees, our financial advisors, we also have another uh, 30 registered assistants on top of that. Um, You're probably talking in the neighborhood of um, 250 to 350 total jobs as a result of the two those two companies wow i mean that's incredible an idea started
0: by one man one family that's evolved 250 000, 250 to 300 jobs around the nation so uh, you uh again we talked to brent owens with cfd investment if you want more information about brent uh want brent does have a website you can go there to learn more about him uh, brent drumstar i'm sorry brent owens with an s.com you can also from learn more about the, the broker dealer you also can go to the website of Broker Deal as well if you're an advisor watching this and want to connect with them. Brent, um, let's talk about the the power of job creation for a little bit. I mean, you learned work ethics very early on. As an entrepreneur, uh, you know, how important is job creation to the well-being of our community and our society?
1: Well, again, there's a saying out there, if you're not growing, you're going. And the reality is, is that you have to be constantly figuring out ways to grow your business um, so that you're not going to go away. And um, the, the, the last five years has been very interesting from my standpoint as president of the firm, because in the last five years, things have uh, rapidly uh, started to change. And, ha- you know, for the first 10 to 15 years, everything was pretty static uh, from a technology standpoint and so forth. But last five years, technology has really gone to a new level. Regulations have gone to a whole new level. So you constantly have to be in that growth mode and you constantly have to be looking, you know, months ahead, if not years ahead.
0: Wow. Wow. We're going to talk about job creation, but let's back up a little bit. I mean, we just recently went through, it's still going through COVID-19. Uh, as a matter of fact, you would have had a live conference in August of this year, I believe, or July, and you had it on on uh, September. You had it online virtually. Right. Right. Uh, so how did COVID-19, the pandemic, impact uh, CFD, uh, your companies and your advisors? So,
1: you know, f- this affected us a couple ways. First of all, we were supposed to have our spring conference in April and we made a decision to go virtual in April. And that was the first time that we had ever done a virtual conference. And we had a lot of success with that. Um, we have a, uh, a home office employee named Rob Floyd um, that thankfully had done video production for churches and so forth so that they could do broadcast. And so to have that type of expertise right in our own, uh, stable was incredible. And uh, we were planning our our conference in September, we were planning on doing it face to face. Um, But as the summer went on, and COVID wasn't going away, and in fact, in early August, things started to spike again, we made the decision, let's go ahead and uh, let's go virtual again in September. And so we went virtual again in September. And I'll just say this story, Terry May has been with us since the beginning. He was one of our first advisors. He joined us in 1990 when the firm was founded. And Terry loves coming to our face-to-face meetings. But Terry said, Brent, you guys got to be careful. You guys are running such good. Your virtual meetings are so good that nobody's going to come in person again. And you know that is an area where we have seen a lot of change. Think about that. 150 people would have descended on Kokomo, Indiana. There would have been people staying in hotels. There would have been people flying into Indianapolis. There would have been Uh, rental cars. And now all of a sudden we did it just like we're doing right now, virtually. Uh, I can say this too. um, I would say more than 50%. I'm also in personal production. I have. I need to update my bio because I now have over 200 clients. And I would say more than 50% of my individual meetings with my clients have been through Zoom meetings. So those are also becoming virtual. So a lot has changed with COVID. And again, it's kind of like I was talking about earlier in the segment. You've just gotta, you've gotta continue to grow. You've gotta continue to adjust as things like COVID and uh, market conditions and regulations pop up.
0: Wow, I mean, that's, you gotta be innovative. We, we ran a virtual conference ourselves. We know the challenge and the opportunity of running a virtual conference and we got great feedback ourselves. So uh, the fact you did so well, does that change things for you in the future in terms of
1: how you do your conferences? Possibly. Uh, we're, you know, usually we have two conferences a year and up through 2019, those conferences had always been live in person. Um, now that we've done two virtual conferences in 2020 and we are getting great feedback from our advisors that they really do like that format. Um, one of the things that we're considering doing is this, um, just having one live uh, event and making it a non-mandatory event. And then when we have our mandatory meeting for our face-to-face compliance, uh, we're actually thinking about doing the mandatory event as um, uh, as a virtual conference. So there are probably some future adjustments, even when we get past COVID, uh, there's probably gonna be some things that were created uh, during COVID that we definitely will uh, utilize in the future. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's for sure. Now, of course, that has that must have a major impact on the local economy, because you know the hotels, the car rentals, the restaurants. So, uh, Coconut's not a big town. So, what ha- what kind of impact does that do? Or has the city? How has the city reacted to this shift? And will their lobby be coming like yourselves to kind of keep something local?
1: I mean, that's a great question, and I wish I knew the answer. I do know that. Uh, Our economy obviously in Kokomo has been uh, hurt. It has slowed down. Uh, We have a big uh, manufacturing industry. One interesting point, uh, during the COVID, um, Vice President Mike Pence was actually in Kokomo. Right across the street, they turned the Delphi Electronics Building into a place where they were doing ventilators. Uh, And the majority of the ventilators that were being produced in the United States were being produced right across the street. And that actually created a lot of jobs uh, during that process. And that company is called a Vantech, and uh, they still exist and they're still producing ventilators across the street. But I, I have personally noticed that there have been some restaurants that did not survive. Um, I'm curious, you know, the movie theaters have not been being utilized and I heard that AMC uh, just went bankrupt. So there's no doubt that, I don't think it's just in Kokomo, Indiana, but there's no doubt in my mind that in towns all across this country, there's unfortunately going to be businesses that close that do not reopen as a result. And, and that's a very sad thing. Wow. And let's talk
0: about your industry, uh, financial services. So uh, what is, what's the sense of impact nationally? Uh, are you seeing uh, some closing? How, how's the industry com- coming along?
1: You know, the industry has been very resilient. Um, As soon as COVID took place, the markets dropped. The uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average, the NASDAQ, the S&P 500, they all dropped by more than 35%. And you you saw a panic in the market. But um, since that time, um, really, by the time we got through Q2, uh, markets had rebounded pretty uh, well through June 30th. And then the third quarter, July 1st through September 30th, the markets continue to approve. And now we are in Q4 and we're basically, NASDAQ is at about 11,500. It's within 500 points of its high. The Dow is at 28,500. It's within 1,000 points of its all-time high. And I think the S&P 500 is at an all-time high right now in the 3,400 to 3,500 range. So the our business has actually been very resilient and Um, it did slow down for a while because, you know, obviously clients didn't want to meet face to face, but right away our advisors adjusted and they started doing these virtual meetings, uh, just like we're doing now through this podcast. And so really from, you know, 2019 was a record year for us through the first 120 days of 2020, we were going to significantly beat, uh, our 2019 year. It did slow down in May and June. And I think in May and June, it was as a result of, because you got to keep in mind, in our business, when you submit paperwork, it takes, you know, a month to a month and a half before the rollovers and the transfers happen. So when May and June came around, things really did slow down a lot. Uh, But I've noticed they've started picking up back up again in July. And I obviously, I don't think we're going to have a record year in 2020, but it's going to still be one of our top, three years in the past 30 years, it still will be one of our top three years in the in the history of our firm. Wow. That is
0: awesome. Brent, so you are the CEO of the company uh, and your family owns the company. You're one of the owners, but you also have a private practice. So tell us about that mix
1: and how that works. And my private practice went to a whole new level in 2020 as as well. Uh, we had a, an advisor uh, that was with us for 12 years. He joined us in 2008. He's actually younger than me. And he got a hold of me last December and he told me that he was looking to retire. And I was like, his name's Richard. And I said, Richard, I, I don't understand. I'm like, you're younger than me. Why would you retire? He's like, well, you might not know this, but he's like, I'm also a medical, uh, he's a in the medical sa- sales uh, field and he has five children. And he was, he, he was starting to work about 60 hours a week with his medical sales job. And he's like, I just can't really serve my client at the level they need to be served. And uh, he's like, I would like for you to consider buying my practice. Well, Richard's in Pennsylvania and we have four advisors in Pennsylvania. And I, was like, I, I told him, I was like, I really am humbled that you would like for me to be the person, but let's consider these other advisors in Pennsylvania. And he's like, no, I insist. I really think. It needs to be you. I know who you are, I know what you're about, and I know my uh, my clients will not uh, gravitate towards you. So I purchased his business on April the 1st and it has been amazing. Um, I'm not, I am not. I say this humbly, I don't say this to brag at all, but in the 30 year history of the firm, we always have every month, um, basically we would call it the advisor of the month, the, the advisor that produces the most production. And uh, for the first time in my career in September, I was actually the advisor of the month. And it was the first time in my career uh, that I did over six digits of gross dealer concessions in one month. And I'm going to do that for the second time in my career in October. So my practice has just gone to a whole new level. I have over 200 clients. And uh, again, my job really isn't to produce. But right now, I I think I'm ranked number 14th in production on our firm out of our 150 advisors. I'm curious. Are you beating your dad yet? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs>
1: no, dad's at a dad's at a even a whole higher level than that. Uh, uh, dang, I want to stick it to him. Yeah, I did. I did outproduce him in September. There
0: it is. Congratulations. Um, I know your wife was happy. A little money, little
1: money coming home. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But the are you gonna retire her sooner than later. No. <laughs> I uh, I don't really believe my, you know, I've always kind of been taught not to believe in retirement. So I am I hope to slow down someday, but I, I don't know if I'll ever retire. Now, let's talk about your wife for a little bit. Um, you married to
0: a beautiful wife. Matter of fact, I, I think uh, we're going to have you guys come back to the podcast together to do a couples in business session. Okay. Uh, we had the privilege, my wife and I, to have a premarital um, coaching session with you both. Uh, she's gorgeous as heck, smart. Mm hmm. Um, and uh, she is driven as you are. Uh, it was kind of two deep uh, A personalities coming together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you still happily
1: married. Yeah, so Brandy and I uh, are kind of like the Brady Bunch. Uh, she had three children from a pre- previous marriage and I had three children from my uh, first marriage. And uh, when we uh, blended our families, uh, we had three boys and three girls and it was it was like the Brady Bunch and uh, she's a nurse practitioner Uh, she's a medical science liaison so uh, she's got some brains but she also has the looks and uh, we are we're extremely happy you know it was a devastating thing for me when i went through my divorce i um, had married my high school sweetheart we had dated for almost six years before we got married we got married at the age of 22 and it was about a month before our 25th wedding anniversary that I found out that there was an extramarital fair going on. And, um, I was just devastated. I thought my world was going to come to an end. Um, in fact, for about 90 days, uh, I was down and out and I was, I was literally praying to the Lord saying I've lived a great life. Um, I'm fine if you take me home, uh, because I just didn't see a path forward. And my mom and dad kept telling me and my family, my, my sisters and my kids, um, Romans eight twenty eight, all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and it is amazing coming through that valley and getting to the other side and seeing how my life is right now and I'm being sincere and I know it's easy for anybody in my position to, to say something like this but I never thought I could be this happy inside of a marriage um, Brandy's my best friend um, I want to be with her all the time um if if we're together the tv's not on and we're interacting with one another it's just it's an amazing relationship and as far as the kids go i'm just so amazed and blessed by how god really has blended all the kids together all six of the kids get along great um you know her three kids now i consider my kids but her three kids say brent i love you um my kids have told brandy that they love her and uh there's just a lot of matter of fact, uh, uh, this Saturday, Brandy and I, we had our first grandbaby. Aaron had a baby and uh, we're taking Lydia, who's my daughter, and Aaron, who's Brandy's daughter, and the grandbaby. And we're going to the Florida Keys uh, for the next uh, week. So it's it's just it's amazing how God's blessed us.
0: Wow. Congratulations. And greet your wife for me. And you know, sometimes in 2021, uh, we're going to have you guys in studio to talk about that wonderful marriage. We would love to do that. Uh Brent, uh we come about halfway through. We're, we're about to get to our second segment. Before I'm gonna do a little commercial here, uh, you, your family are major supporters of the EMI project. You guys each year uh, make a gift. I've come spoken to your group at different times. Um, why do you guys continue to support NMI? Why is it so important to you guys?
1: well first of all we the guy that runs it we really like him a lot that's number one no but uh obviously the relationship that my father and i have formed with you um we see what you uh wanted to achieve Uh, we saw how god was working through your ministry and uh, we just wanted to come alongside and be able to support uh what you're doing um not only have you and you know not only have we given money but we've also received a tremendous amount of blessings from it as well i mean as you know you have spoken at our conferences before and and so forth and you know patrice we just believe in what you're doing and as a brother in the lord we just wanted to come uh, alongside you and and help you with those types of resources and god's blessed us uh with those resources and we're we're happy to share some of those resources with nehemiah well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. It's been
0: a lot as you've helped us this podcast, and I mean, of what we do around the nation and the world because of people like yourself, we appreciate it. Brent, before I do a little commercial, so somebody's watching and listening, they're saying, hey, I, I, I want to, to. Um, I, need a, I need an advisor um, and I would like to connect with you and then, or an advisor saying, you know, I've been looking for a broker dealer that shares my values that I
1: can work with So tell us, speak to those groups. How do they get in touch with you? So, and forgive me because I'm pulling up my website because I don't know exactly where the link is. But um, if an advisor is looking to join us, um, we have a website called uh, joincfd.com. So joincfd.com and they can find information including our prospective advisor kit. And then for investors um, at cfdinvestments.com, I believe there's a tool out there on the CFDinvestments.com for investors where uh, they can request to be connected by a financial advisor. Um, So, um, yeah, there's a on the menu button. uh, They can go on and hit the client link and request uh, information from a financial advisor. And then we will set somebody up that is in their region or in their state. Uh, We'll have that financial advisor reach out to them. And that is no matter where they are around the nation, you're in 50, all 50 states? I don't, yeah, we are registered in all 50 states. There are some uh, states, though, that we're registered in that we really don't have physical people there. Like I know we don't have advisors in uh, Montana or Wyoming. Uh, we do have advisors in California, Idaho, Colorado. When you start getting over to uh, the Midwest, Indiana, Michigan, Ohio, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, we have a ton of advisors there. We do have a lot of advisors in the Northeast, New Jersey, New York, uh, Southeast Florida and Georgia and Texas. But there are some states like uh, states like Arkansas, Louisiana. I know we have two advisors in South Dakota, but none in North Dakota. So there's some parts of the country where we might not be able to assist. But I would say for 80 percent of the uh, prospective clients that uh, put in a request, I think we would be able to. Match them up with an advisor close to them. But as long as they are uh, work, w- willing to work virtually, uh, you can right.
0: serve them, correct?
1: I now have uh, 50 clients in the state of Pennsylvania. So, um, okay. and uh, for those from a geographic standpoint, Indiana to Pennsylvania is a good 10 to 12 hour drive. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, listen, we're going to now re-
0: conclude with Glenn. I mean, with Glenn, conclude with, uh, with Brent. As we discuss job creation, and then talk about him encouraging you, uh, whatever in whatever you're doing right now. So before we do, listen. Um, the, we have a number of activities coming up here in my project. We have some seminars coming up. Uh, we have some classes, like I did in Destiny Biblical Entrepreneurship, coming up. Uh, we also have some coaching program coming, like Business Success Accelerator. So if you want to connect and join, what the things that are coming up. Just go to uh, niemeyerproject.com. Go to the event link, or go to join a class, and you can find out the various activities coming up there. We had a great um, seminar this morning on finding God, doing business, you got giving three spots. Uh, So join us at the next November seminar. So just go to our website, connect there, and we can see how we can serve you and be a part of what's coming up uh, uh, around the nation and even your own country. If you're in a country, where we have local programming. We can also do that as well. Brent, let's talk about job creation as we land this plane here. So, you know, as a as an entrepreneur and an employer, what's been the greatest
1: fulfillment for you in employing others? Well, for me, um, at the home office level and at the financial advisor level. Um, you've been to our conferences before and we have a banner in our auditorium that says home to the independent financial advisor, welcome to the CFD family. And, you know, we definitely run our business like we would like a family business. Um, it's almost when financial advisors come from all across the country to our conference, it's almost like it's a, a homecoming. Uh, not only do we have some uh, very deep relationships with our financial advisors, but our financial advisors have formed deep relationship with other 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 financial advisors and deep relationships with a lot of our own home office team and uh you know when we uh are together every day here again it's just like family um our home office team um just treats one another in a family-like way and uh that to me is the fulfillment of what our job is all about it's it's really not a job. It's it's more of a mission for us and uh, the relationships that we have formed over the years as a result of that. Um, it's priceless. And that is true. I've been there with you and your
0: staff. It's amazing how much you guys invest in your team. You even um, you, you guys on your campus, you have a a, a gym mm-hmm. that employees can use with a, with a basketball court. Uh, you also have an entire
1: baseball field. <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So The baseball field, it's, you know, my son, when he's growing up, my son is now playing uh, baseball at Goshen College. He's in his junior year. Um, we had some travel teams uh, when he was younger. And uh, so we would have s- some tournaments back there, practices back there. But now that he is in college, um, now what we've done is kind of created it for the community. Uh, The Howard County Babe Ruth had their league back there. The YMCA was struggling this year to find a place to play. So we allowed the YMCA to host T-ball back there this year. And then uh, there's two travel teams that utilize the facility as their home place. And uh, right behind our gymnasium indoors, we also have uh, a batting cage area uh, that uh, some teams have utilized in the past. And uh, yeah, we have the gym, which during conference time becomes uh, a place where all the corporate sponsors, we have usually between 30 and 40 corporate sponsors that uh, line the walls with their table of booths. And uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's a great facility. And then we have the cafe um, where people can gather for lunches. And then we have an auditorium that seats about 550 people. Wow! Now, one of the things you guys, as
0: a company, you're very philanthropic. I mean, you've, you're very intentional about sponsoring programs uh, in the community, whether it's sporting activity, schools. There's even a, a I believe, is it is it another a gym, a, a, a field, something
1: named after your company in your community? Is that yeah, right? it's, uh, if you looked it up online, it's called CFD Investment Stadium at Highland Park, and it was an old stadium that used to host the uh, Brooklyn Dodgers Class D team back in the 40s. Um, So there was actually some fairly big names, uh, including uh, Orlando Cepeda uh, that came out of Kokomo. And uh, when we had the Kokomo CFD Saints semi-pro team, uh, that's where we played. And after that ended in 2002, uh, we worked with the city uh, to be a sponsor uh, for that field. Wow. So not only are you creating jobs
0: in your community, but you're also are doing major philanthropy there as well. Um, Brent, you know, uh, sometimes job creators like yourself, uh, every week or every two weeks or once a month, whenever their payroll is, have a hard time sleeping because that's a big chunk of money coming out of the account. In the early years of business, it's a lot harder because cash flow is tight. As the business gets stable, become less harder. And so on, and so on. Uh, Tell me, um, when you think about the burden of payroll, uh, are you at a stage now where it's pretty
1: predictable
0: or do you still sometimes worry about that payroll? Because it's huge.
1: You know, that's an interesting question. Um, Our payroll is close to three million dollars. So it's it's a pretty obvious it represents more than 50 percent of our gross profit. Um, So payroll is big. Um, but thankfully with our money management through designs and our commissions that run through the broker dealer, uh, it really hasn't been, uh, an issue, especially the last 15 years. Uh, when you look back at the beginning part of the company though, especially when my dad was running the operations and we only had about 10 to 15 or 10 to 20 advisors. Um, there were times where he as a personal producer did have to put money in the companies. Uh, so that payroll could be paid. But uh, that's not been an issue. Again, God's blessed us. We have a line of credit. And um, it's a fairly big line of credit. And I really love to make this comment. We've never touched it once. And I'm thankful for that. So, um, you know, if something did happen, you know, g- going through COVID, we were kind of when business slowed down in May and June, we, we were kind of uh, concerned about that. But, you uh, like I said, God's kind of blessed us through this whole thing and payroll has never been an issue. Uh, one thing that has been an issue, we love to give money and and uh, we've historically have given money away to a lot of different organizations. But as that word's got out, obviously, uh, we've gotten a lot more phone calls. So one of the things that my accountant has encouraged me to do from a stewardship standpoint is uh, put together a team now instead of just saying yes to everybody and making sure that we know. Uh, when we do give uh, contributions to people, we do know where that's going. And you know, obviously, we need to stay in budget because we are a privately owned company. And uh, we, if if we give away the whole shop, then then we could have some payroll issues. But thankfully, God's blessed us, and that's not been an issue at all.
0: Speaking of budget, I know one time when I was working with you, that was a big deal for you guys because uh, you. So, are you now sticking to budget, but in terms of giving?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, we have to. Um, that's. It got to the point where we didn't realize how much money we were giving away. And uh, our accountant brought that to our attention. And so, yeah, he gave us a budget and we'd stick to that budget. I love it. Awesome. Some
0: people watching and listening, uh, they might be saying, I would love to work for that company. So what does it take? Uh, What kind of people do you guys look for? What's the ideal
1: person for the CFD companies? So, again, if, you're an of, if you have the desire to become a financial advisor, uh, one of the things that I would encourage you to do is there's a limra test uh, that uh, gives an indication if you would be able to succeed. It really does take a special person to kind of be a 1099, an independent contractor, um, because you are your own boss and you control your own destiny on uh, how much you make based on how much production you do and so not everybody is fit to be in this business i would say that for every 10 people that come in this business only three make it um so there is a it's kind of like baseball if you go three for 10 you're batting 300 and you're in the hall of fame uh if you're one of those three uh people that make it out of 10 uh i think and especially if you make it in five years for five years or longer i think uh it, you're the is the limit. Um, we have advisors, we have multiple advisors, uh, not that money is, is everything, but multiple advisors that make more than a million dollars a year from production. Um, so the sky's the limit. Uh, it's, it's great. So, I would contact me through joincfd.com. If you are wanting to be a financial advisor, if you are wanting to be an employee for the uh, home office, we have a lot of different departments. We have a money management team. So Craig Rose runs that department. There's about uh, seven to eight members on his team, including like charter financial analysts, um, people that do the billing, people that do the trading. We have a compliance team. Uh, We have two attorneys, uh, one that's our chief compliance officer. The other one's our compliance director We have uh, people that's called registered principals. You need registered principals to supervise the financial advisors uh, To process the company business. So we have a, we have an IT team IT uh, Staff just continues to grow. We have five people in the IT team right now with two interns. So they're all together there's about seven people in the IT department so, and then we also have the other companies at CFD. We have CFD account, accounting where we do over 3000 tax returns. So maybe your gift is uh, doing tax returns or payroll or business accounting. Uh, we have CFD Realty. So maybe you, uh, your, your uh, specialty is being able to sell homes. Uh, we have a law firm. So obviously if you're an attorney, that would be an option as well. So there's a lot of different, um, options based on where your gifts are. Ooh, I love it. Now, do they have to be be prepared to move or live in, um, in Kokomo? If you're wanting to be a W-2 employee, a salaried employee, then, uh, There are only two people that work remotely. Uh, uh, Diane Coble uh, heads up our financial planning department and she actually works out of Kentucky. And then we just hired a chartered financial analyst, a CFA at the beginning of this year named Jimmy Kelly. And Jimmy's out of Kansas City. Um, Everybody else is located at our home office in Kokomo, Indiana, though. But if they're going to be an advisor, they can be from anywhere. If they're an advisor, um,
0: they can be from any of the 50 states. What's interesting. Kokomo is one of those cities where you have to you have to mean to go there. <laughs> so so it's not a it's an attractive city, but it does attract people with a heart uh, who are really uh, if once they go there, they pretty much stay there for a long time. Great place to raise a family. Would you yeah, agree?
1: we we actually have several employees that have been with us since they graduated from college. So um, it's it's a great community. Uh, Carmel, Indiana, and Indianapolis, Indiana. Westfield, Indiana, those are all less than an hour from us. Um, So Kokomo has about 60,000 in the uh, city. Uh, When you look at it from a county standpoint, we have about 90,000 people. Um, But if you're wanting uh, something bigger where um, you can see professional sports such as the Indianapolis Colts or the Indiana Pacers, that's only about an hour away. Wow, awesome. So,
0: Brent, as we come to close here, let's talk about the future a little bit. So... Tell us a bit about the future of CFD 10 years from now. What are we looking at? What's your vision? sir?
1: Well, uh, kind of just like we went through uh, with my father transferring power uh, from the first generation, the second generation. Uh, my son, as I'd mentioned before, is a junior in college. Uh, he has been interning with the CFD companies. In fact, this past summer, he and I actually developed a money management strategy together. It's called the five tool portfolio. In baseball, uh, when you have a five-tool baseball player, that's somebody that has a very strong arm. It's somebody that can hit for power. It's somebody that can hit for average. It's somebody that can uh, run a 60-yard dash and 6.6 or less, and it's somebody that has a gold glove defensively. So that's a five-tool baseball player. So over the summer, we created what's called a five-tool portfolio where only five-star uh, morning star, uh uh, Morningstar rates all mutual funds and we will only buy mutual funds that have five stars uh, and And all the mutual funds have to beat the category averages and the indexes. So um, it's been cool to have my son around the past two summers as an intern. But when I look at the next 10 years, uh, a lot of our leadership is within five years of me. I just turned 50. Uh, Craig Rose and Chris Hale are around 45 and they're the vice presidents. Chris Hale's vice president of investments and Craig Rose is Vice President of Designs, and uh, we definitely need to train that younger generation. Uh, We have uh, a person in here named Courtney Sean. You know who Courtney is. And uh, we hired her straight out of college as well. And I consider her kind of one of those next-gen leaders. And then my son uh, has the desire to come into the business. So um, he's a next-gen leader. So I'm hoping between 50 and 60, uh, when my son is between 21 and 31, uh, I can kind of show him the ropes so that when he's in his mid-30s, um, he can really step up in a, in a big leadership role at that point in time. Wow. And how old were you when you started the company? I started at 22 wow. and uh, I became president in 1998 when I was 28 years old. Wow. The sun
0: is falling to that first step. Again, uh, Brent Owens, the CFD companies, uh, financial planner, advisor, and broker dealer uh, with Creative Financial Design. Brent, what a thank you so much, man, for being here with us. Thank you for the job you're creating in, in Kokomo, Indiana, around the nation. Thank you for your support. And we'll look forward to having you back with your wife. I so, appreciate it, Patrice. Brent, b- before you leave, um, there are many people watching from around the nation, around the world. Uh, they've they've gone through COVID-19. Uh, they've gone through economic challenges. Uh, in in our, in America, there's political unrest. There's a sense that whoever wins, that's the end of America as we know it. Uh, there's also social unrest. Uh, what would of encouragement would you like to leave our people today as we close out?
1: Well, I definitely would love to have the opportunity to pray after I say uh, a few words. But, you know, I, I, my words of encouragement are this. God is in control. Um, everything that's happening from our standpoint, uh, it probably looks disastrous. And it's very easy uh, to just worry all the time. Uh, but the, work, the Bible talks about um, we should not fear. Uh, we should not have a spirit of fear. And uh, my word of encouragement to you is, is no matter how bad it looks and no matter how bad it gets, God is in control. God foresaw these things. I truly believe that we are living in times where we are in end time saints. And uh, I think the Lord's going to be coming back soon. And um, my encouragement for you is, is just keep looking up, keep keep seeking his face. And uh, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Uh, the scripture talks about greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world god is greater and so uh that's my word of encouragement to you is to focus on god wow brent you're gonna i'm gonna hold that
0: promise you're gonna pray for us in a minute i normally do but i want you to do it today isn't that awesome you have here he's truly a marketplace minister kingdom company uh he's he's running a company but he also understands the power of prayer and the word of god so before we pray for you because Brent's going to pray for you. Just don't go anywhere. Uh, let me, if you want, by the way, if you enjoy this podcast, I want you to share it. All right, share it. Somebody who needs to be encouraged. Somebody who needs to learn about a, a broker dealer. Somebody who needs to learn about a money manager. Somebody who needs to be encouraged and that all will be well. Share this with them. An entrepreneur who needs some of the importance and the key to business, job creation, share it. And as you share it, and you want more information about how we can come alongside you as the Nehemiah Project and help you with your business or your idea? Go to our website NehemiahECommunity.com. NehemiahECommunity.com. If you want to learn, and then there you can learn about how we can provide you training. We uh, have different classes we have coming up throughout the year to learn for you to learn how to grow your business, how to enhance it, but how to make it do it from a kingdom perspective. You can learn about our coaching program where we come alongside you through our business success accelerator or customized coaching. You can learn about our access to capital where we can provide capital to help you grow your company, or you can become a member, or you can join the community where we're transforming the world together. you to know more about the CFD companies. Uh, their, their website is there. Visit their website and they with, uh, with connect with Brent. That's another broker. They'll connect with Brent directly, either to be an advisor, or to learn about being a, them managing your money. Having said that, before you leave, I want Brent
1: to close us in prayer. Brent, thank, you. thank you, Patrice. Dearly, Father, we just humbly come to you. And your promises is that when two or more are gathered in your name that you're present. So, Father, it doesn't matter if we're physically together or if we're virtually together. Uh, we just know that the power of your Holy Spirit is with us. Uh, and we just thank you for that. Lord, uh, we do live in some uh, unprecedented times. Uh, when you look on the news, you flip on the news, um, you see fires out west, you see uh, social unrest in cities such as Portland and Seattle and Chicago and New York and, and uh, some other major cities across our country. Uh, and you know, it'd be really easy um, for people to get so focused on all the bad news that we will lo- we could lose hope. And so, Father, my prayer is, is that uh, you would give each uh, person that hears uh, this podcast, that sees this podcast, that you would give them a spirit of hope, uh, that you would give us a spirit of knowing that you are in control, uh, that you would give us a spirit of knowing that you foresaw all these things. And Father, uh, it's our job uh, to not only stay focused on you, but it's our job to be a light. And during these times, Father, I pray that each of us would be a light for you. Uh, that we would speak truth and that people would be attracted to that truth. Uh, Father, right now, uh, when we look around, it seems like people want to believe the lie and uh, you are you are the truth. And so let us speak truth and let us be a light. Father, I do pray for our country. I pray for the elections that are about ready to happen. I pray that your will would be done. I pray that the person that you want to be president will be the president and that uh, we would have. a revival in our land that uh, we would confess that we are sinners and that we would ask that you would heal our land um, and we would just repent of our sins and as a result of us repenting you would heal our land uh, father there's a special remnant that I believe that you're creating right now uh, for times such as this and uh, I pray for that remnant uh, that we uh, can direct others towards you father I thank you for uh, Nehemiah I thank you for Patrice I ask that you bless Nehemiah and Patrice uh, greatly um, as a result of Nehemiah, that uh, there are businessmen and businesswomen um, that will benefit um, from the biblical entrepreneurship, that will benefit from the, uh, the money that uh, Nehemiah provides uh, to start businesses and to help businesses. Father, I just pray that you uh, bless uh, Patrice and Nehemiah greatly. And I ask and I pray that you bless uh, anyone uh, that is a biblical entrepreneur, that you would bless them greatly as well. Father, thank you for this uh, time where we were able to gather in your name uh, and and uh, we just give you all the glory, all the honor and praise. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, what a powerful prayer. Thank you so much. Hey guys,
0: join us tomorrow. We're gonna talk about a new book. God bless you. Thank you, Brent. Thank you, Patrice.